You're listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. Hello, welcome to the next episode of Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast show, whatever. I am Emily. And I'm Allison. And this is season one, episode 10 of Teen Wolf. Welcome. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Excellent. I feel very much like that that series of TikToks right now. I almost said vines. Gosh, my little heart. <laughs> so much better. Where the woman is introducing that skink Becca at the bar, but that we're just talking like we're on NPR. Hello. Okay. How are you? It's like, I'm fine. I'm like, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> As I'm opposed excellent. to whatever fandom nonsense we're about to dive into. <laughs> it's very, it starts out very polite. Hello. Good. I am excellent today. Thank Hello. you. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We can go into like some very nice voices if you prefer. Hi. So what is there's an episode I think of Scrubs where like Elliot Dr. Elliot Reed is trying to like get into that like warm, gooey patient voice and she's like, hi, hi, hi. Like she's trying to find like the tone. <laughs> it's your phone voice. Hi, your, how are you? Voice. Hi, how are you? Thank you for calling. My phone voice is always an octave higher than my real voice. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of lower. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people go lower to sound more professional. I have to go higher to sound nicer. Yeah, I hear that. My mom always told me that if I had to have a phone voice to always physically smile before yes. picking up the phone. So even if you're like super hecking angry, you like sound less angry and that helps everything go smoother. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. If you smile while you're talking, you do sound chipper and everyone knows that you're smiling even though they can't see you. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it sounds a little less like you want to just like yell and scream above it down for having to be on the phone for any mm -hmm. given reason. Exactly. <laughs> like this isn't on the phone, right? Like that. Like I'm like we're not on the big phone call right now. Honestly. Um, yeah. No, but if you kind of think about it, sometimes I picture it like a switchboard. A little bit, yeah. Because I'm physically plugged into my computer, so it's really yeah. just a new school switchboard situation that's happening here. Like I'm plugged into a computer; it's recording. If I unplug, the call ends, like, yeah, the whole you thing. know, it's a whole switchboard action. And then I'm, like, moving the mouse and, like, plugging into different things, going from my desk yeah. to the thing, and, like... And because I'm on a MacBook, it has no ports, so I've had to add extra <laughs> ports nice. to get things to plug in, because... I'm on a PC, I have plenty of ports, <sighs> but I'm God, still covered in cables. God forbid Apple gives you things to plug into. No. Not that I don't love their models. products, but God forbid you actually be able to plug object a into object b why would you do that no i gotta buy shit so i can have dongles yeah you gotta have the dongles got <sighs> who came up with the word dongle honestly i don't know but here? i love it <laughs> okay so i had like a whole plan for pre-show chatter emily i had a plan i had a plan i don't plan anything you know this by now i've never planned i had a plan i will say i did have like i was gonna say something other than hi it was gonna be like goblins ghouls and something like for because it, it, it we are recording this in october who knows when it will come out because of the various strikes right but as soon as my brain thought it i was like i should write that down because i'm not going to remember it on and recording sure day enough. and sure enough it's it's gone but it was kind of funny that sounds cute and so i just everyone should know that there was a funny introduction that once existed so a big congratulations to our siblings in the Writers Guild who did get their contract Yay. ratified. Yay. Yay, WGA. Yay. And we're still sitting and crossing all of our fingers and all of our toes and very, very proud of all of our siblings in SAG-AFTRA who are still holding out to be treated like human beings. Yep. 
and we love you. And you won't hear this until your contract is ratified, yep. but like we're in October and we're rooting for you. Yes, the negotiations have broken down as of this recording because the AMPTP, apparently the, the other side was just like, no, we're not going to come back to the table with a decent deal. And SAG after was like, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a, it's a bummer, but we're crossing our fingers real, real hard. But yes. I, I had actual things I wanted to tell you. And yes. that only you and our beloved community of listeners, wherever you are, will appreciate and understand. So I went home this past week to the States and got to visit a bunch of friends and family. And it was super, super wonderful. And I was sitting with my beloved fella at a, in a bunch of our friends in one of my friends' living rooms. And we're talking about a bunch of stuff like, what do we what do we do like while we're here? And it goes to this interactive installed art exhibit <laughs> creature thing that's mm-hmm. up not horribly far from my house called Meow Wolf. Have you heard of it? I have not. Well, it's super cool and I know very little about it except it looks just awesome as heck. But my friend's husband is telling me kind of all about the – like, there's like four of them now at this point. And I haven't been to any of them because they all got built after I left. But apparently there's one – and I think it's the one that's in Vegas. And he starts talking about this like, you know, it's like an alien supermarket and all of these things. And it's called Omega Mart. Oh, wait. Have I heard of this? And my entire body and brain just froze. I have heard of Omega Mart. Yeah, it's called Omega Mart. And – I, have, I don't know like what's inside of it or like how you do any of the things, but immediately in my head, it went directly to a, to an ABO, Alpha, Beta, Omega universe, a straight up into an ABO universe. And I was like, I know exactly what they sell at the Omega Mart. <laughs> and because I was in a safe room with people who love me, they all kind of noticed that my brain had kind of frozen and they're like, you okay? Like, I just... It... <laughs> <laughs> then I got to explain to my beloved fella and my sweet, sweet friends in the room what ABO was mm-hmm. and what I thought might be stocked at Omega Mart. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. all still talk to me. So you know what? Right. <laughs> I'm counting it as a win. But yeah, I had that moment and I was like, oh, I gotta tell Emily. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nice safe space when you can be like, listen, me, my brain just I, made a connection and I, I gotta, gotta tell you about I gotta it. tell you guys this. I short-circuited. And I'm not proud of it. I'm but, not proud of it, uh, but here we are. Here we are. So, mm. yes, someday you and I should go to the Meow Wolf in Vegas and go to Omega Mart. And then summarily get kicked out of it. They can't kick us out for giggling. That's true. They cannot not be the first people in there giggling. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So if any of you have ever been to the Meow Wolf Omega Mart, please write us and tell us your story. Did you giggle? Did you just see the giant words Omega Mart lit up in in neon and just lose your mind? Take a selfie in front of it, two fingers up, like, yo. Yo. <laughs> so yeah, that was my story. I hope you enjoyed it. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know that there was like Meow Wolf, the corporation <laughs> attached to it, but I have heard of Omega Mart. Yeah. 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 It's an interactive art exhibit. Sure it is. <laughs> In theory, apparently in- the thing with with uh, Meow Wolf is like the less you know in the less you know going in, the better. Okay. So no one's been willing to tell me what it is, other than it's an interactive art exhibit, and I've seen pictures and I don't understand them. <laughs> so someday I will go because I was living in Chicago, I think, when the first one was built up in Santa Fe, and so I've just never been. But you know, is it an escape room? I don't think so. I think it's just like a big weird art exhibit where you interact with it okay 
and like move through it in very specific and unknown ways. Okay. So it sounds super rad. I've just never been. <laughs> we can make it worse. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> All right. Incredible. No, seriously, I can't wait. You and I have to make a, a little road trip to Omega Mart. <laughs> a pilgrimage, if you will. To Omega Mart. In honor of all of the Omegas who have come before. And <laughs> <laughs> all the Supernatural and Teen Wolf fandoms who have lived and died. By the ABO. I love it. All right, they we must. should actually get started with the, the reason everyone came here today. I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, that would be Teen Wolf, who does exist and has... Ooh, I almost said bread. Many an ABO fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the oh, brain now. There we go. It's in there. This could be a rough episode. This could not go well now. This is season one, episode 10, Co-Captain. The rundown is with startling... <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do anything. With startling revelations weighing on him, Scott finds himself scrambling to protect the people he loves, including Allison, who begins to follow clues left by her Aunt Kate about her family history. This episode aired August 1st, 2011. So once again, Scott trying to protect people he loves. I think this is a episode recap that could apply to many of the episodes. Yeah. But it does just, the job. He just takes so much on his shoulders. His increasingly buff shoulders. His increasingly buff shoulders. Yeah. Increasingly buff. No one's complimenting him on his abs. And, and I think that's to. a shame because he seems to be working out pretty prolifically. Yeah. We get or a maybe, lot of abs in this episode. I even yeah. have a note. I did too. I wrote a note. I was like, whoa. Someone's working. There's somebody's working out in his spare time, or however many days have passed since the first episode to this episode. It's been like what six weeks, a month. Well, they talk about the winter formal, and so like for us, the winter formal was usually in like February, but I doubt it's that long because they're still in the lacrosse season, which I think is a fall sport. I wouldn't know. I think. I don't know. But they talk about the winter formal. It's in three days. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Tell me more. Oh, there is someone has made a timeline. Yes. Interesting. Day one, day two, day four, day seven, day nine. I love it. Yes. There is actually a timeline and it's incredible. Does the timeline make sense in the real universe? Absolutely not. <laughs> but we have, the fandom has tried its very, very best to put it together and make it so. I feel that. I mean, you can try that with Glee too, and it never works. Never works. Why are regionals before sectionals? Why are sectionals before regionals? Why are we now doing like everyone just skipping sectionals and just moving on? Why, Why is it Christmas and then yeah, <laughs> it's Christmas and then it's like March? Who knows? Were we, were you practicing the entire time? No, you were not. Mm-hmm. This episode picks up right at the lacrosse game, so it seems that no time has passed between episodes nine and ten. I think they have to finish the lacrosse game, but yeah. Yeah, because they kind of like, yeah, he's, they're like, they've won the game and they're going to state. Yeah. Which I did have a glee moment with like, we're going to state. And I was like, do not make me remember the order. Is it like champions, state, regionals? <laughs> like, don't, I'm not going to pay attention to this for another show. Lacrosse I, sectionals. <laughs> lacrosse sectionals. I can't care about your regionals for lacrosse. I cannot. I cannot. We're the national champions. Like, are you playing the... I can't. I can't care. But what I can care about is that one excellent classmate. That's <laughs> state, 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 in the, in the hallway. Yeah. I, he gets a credited line for that, though. Yeah, he does. That is a performer who has, if he has not already earned his sag after he definitely earned 
Taft Hartley for that performance. And I sure did. I'm thrilled. (laughs) Good work. Good for you. You're not just a background actor now. Very proud of you. And I have an entire note, just all caps, state, 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 state. So you live forever in my heart. Is that your gift set for the episode? (laughs) Just state, state, state. Four notes. Incredible. Scott does bump into Allison, though, in his hunt for styles. But Allison gives him a cute little compliment. And they have a little flirty thing going on. A little tensional reconciliation maybe happening. A little bit. We do get a little sass master Allison. Yes. Not just the stumbling like, oh, yeah, you too. It's like, no, I was pretty great. You're welcome. Yeah, she was. She did some good cheering on the sidelines. It was real nice. You can thank me. Unfortunately, we do also have Jackson being a dickwad. Who is still rocking the neck scar. Really, really proud of whoever Mm -hmm. was on continuity for that. Yes. Got to appreciate. Would that be hair and makeup, I guess? I think so, Probably. Keeping that on point for us because we really hate (laughs) disappearing wounds. I do. Although I will now be looking for the next scar in season two. Well, I mean, eventually something would fade. I don't, who knows? The, I don't know. But it just depends on like, is that wound still healing or is it a scar? Is it a scar and is it a magical werewolf scar that never goes away? Magic scar, magic scar, magic scar. I vote magic scar that never goes away just because it's more fun. <laughs> but yes, apparently Jackson says that the winter formal is in three days. Mm-hmm. Three human days. Three human days. Yes. And he's going to help Scott get Allison back in time for the winter formal if Scott makes him a werewolf or he's going to be a punk and take Allison to the dance in a tight little dress instead because he's being gross. Yeah. So. So I'm going to turn us all the way left off of the road, but I promise I'll come back to it. (laughs) In pro wrestling. They're, kayfabe? Well, yes, in kayfabe. It's just, it's the only word I knew about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's a good word. It's a good word. So there's a real life actor man named Dave Batista. Oh, yes. And you've probably heard of him because he's been in some excellent movies, including the latest Knives Out. He was great. Yes. And so at some point, I don't think I was actively watching WWE when this happened, but I've seen the gift sets all over the internet. He came back at some point, and he was yelling at somebody who was in power. And he's just like standing on the ramp in his like button up short sleeve shirt, just like getting like red and angry. Mm. And he just like screams into the microphone, like, give me what I want. Give me what I want. And every single time Jackson says, give me what I want, I can just, all I can see is Dave Batista in my head. All I can see is Batista saying, give me what I want. And just Jackson, just like, give me what I want, McCall. Give me what I want. How fun would Dave Bautista have been been in Teen Wolf, though? I would have loved to see Dave Bautista as, like, as Chris Argent. That would have been really fun. That would have been very different. Or as, like, Uncle Peter. Yeah, yeah. That's a different vibe. That's a whole different... Can you imagine Bautista as the sheriff? No. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Dave Bautista as Dr. Deaton. Yes, that would have been fun. Perfect. Amazing. Incredible. All right. Someone fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, Not that would have been William wild. Is, is bad. He was amazing. But like, this would have been hilarious. Or like, his intern <laughs> just <laughs> walks vet in. Tech, Batista. Yeah, his vet tech. He's walked in every couple of episodes. Hey. So, giant arms lifting little tiny kittens. So, Jackson's threatening Scott because Jackson likes to threaten Scott. And then they all go to the locker room, which is mysteriously well lit for a nighttime game. Mm-hmm. And there are so many abdominal muscles in that locker room. Mm-hmm. There's there are. just abs flying everywhere. 
abs everywhere. Like, who has this kind of time? Lacrosse is good for abs? I don't know. Yes. But Danny's very sweet and is like, I accept your apology. And Scott's like, the heck are you talking about? Just turns out Danny's really good at lacrosse. So here we go. But then the lights go out. As soon as everyone leaves, the lights go out too. Yeah, because they don't want to scare anybody else. Just Scott. That's, I mean, I guess that's nice of them. You know, they're politely scaring Scott by throwing a little crossball across the floor. It's like, come play with me, Danny. Come play with me. Yeah. And Scott is in a towel that somehow manages to stay up no matter what he does. Yeah, the entire time. I'm so proud. I can't keep a towel on just by standing still, but no, this towel neither. is super glued. I start brushing my teeth and it's just gone. Yep. So I don't know what that's about. But this is Derek and Peter creeping in the boys' locker room. And knowing, sort of having kind of seen the whole picture and knowing what we know about Derek, this is so unsettling for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a note, like, that Derek Peter, you killed my sister animosity. Yeah. It's just like hanging the whole time, like the whole time. Like Derek Mm -hmm. the entire time is like, I'm going to be a beta for my Uncle Peter, but like, I'm going to get you. (laughs) Yeah. It's an interesting, like, if you, if this is your first time watching it, you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on with Derek? Did he just, like, turn and become henchman to Peter? Because it's... Because that's super what it looks like. But, like... I think you're supposed to think that. He's so stiff and uncomfortable, and it's weird, and he's, like, intimidating Scott. And I'm like, this is a little different than it was the last couple episodes. Huh. Yeah. I do think you're supposed to think he's... Yeah. ...turned. And it's very... It's very odd. But the scene does remind me how much I missed Uncle Peter. Yeah, crazy Uncle Peter. Crazy Uncle Peter is just mm-hmm. so Delightful. much fun. He's so fun. He's so much fun. And like this actor, is this Ian Bowen? Yeah. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to just listen to him monologue just all day long. Oh, yeah. Which is good because that's what Peter does. Peter monologues. He does. He's good at it though. And what he's doing now, he's like trying to convince scott to join his pack mm-hmm. i guess yeah he's trying to convince him to join his pack he wants scott's help to kill everyone responsible for the death of the hale family i'm not helping you kill people i'm not killing all of them just the responsible ones what a good line oh, good line thanks peter it's uh would that be lawful evil just the responsible ones just the responsible ones that's fine he's mostly chaotic evil but right here he's like lawful evil it's fine yeah. I feel like somewhere there's a Teen Wolf villain alignment chart. Problem sure. Yeah. Sure there is. Yeah. I feel like he's a little more... Because he does things for his own end, but for no mm-hmm. one else's. He's very lawful to his own moral code. Mm-hmm. But you could 100% make a case for him as being absolutely chaotic. Yeah. Because like when I think of chaotic, I think of Kate is chaotic. This is true. So, Well, someone put him in his chaotic neutral, and I'm like... Maybe. No, that's the Nagitsune. Yeah. The Nagitsune is chaotic neutral. Yeah, see, this this chart I'm looking at here has him lawful evil. And someone else completely forgot to put Kate on their chart in the first place. I'm like, you don't exist, so I don't know what's happening here. Okay, we'll come back. Maybe we'll have, like, a bonus episode. Yeah, we'll come where back. we discuss alignment charts. We'll make a big group one. We'll yeah. get together and figure this out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be thinking about this, too. I know. An ABO and an alignment chart. ABO and alignment chart. Let's not get talking about them both. Uh, so Derek and Peter have this like weird animosity. He keeps like, they have like looking at each other and it's weird. But Peter is in the traditional Halo pack leather jacket, which I love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love that for him. Everyone gets one when you join. Everyone gets one. We love that. Love to see it. And then Peter 
basically tells Scott's like, well, why don't you see it from my perspective? And for the first time, does the super intentional claw in the neck thing. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll see this happen a number of times through the series, but like the rules around it seem to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. We're not worried about it. Yeah, this version, he's able to, like, give Scott access to some of his memories of the night the house burned down, plus time that he spent in the hospital. And murdering the people who he found. Yeah. And, like, from his perspective, right? Like, this is all from his POV. Yeah, all of it. That shower looked awful. Like a steaming shower on burned skin sounds yeah, like, what in a the wheelchair. Fuck like, that sounds like a terrible, terrible thing. That was so confusing for me because I was like, so was he being institutionalized in a torture chamber or was he at the hospital? Like, what happened here? Well, I mean... Or was that like a psychological feeling of being trapped and the shower didn't really happen? That might be it. But also definitely like a very mild spoiler alert. They'll retcon that later. Yeah. They'll retcon that. Which I hate in TV shows. Retcon, I don't love, but they introduce a new location later on in the series and they'll retcon it. Hmm. The montage is just about the fire and who starts it and how it goes and all the things. And it's such a traumatic montage. Like Scott is just on the ground, just like mm-hmm. writhing, mm-hmm. having gotten all of this. And then he stops writhing, and there's such an odd, peppy music choice overlaid. <laughs> like, I have so many questions. Yeah, and I mean, often the music in the show is appropriate. Yeah, it's about to be, like, right, literally right now. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know what happened here. As my notes say, followed by one of my favorite music cues. Yeah. But Allison's having a very polite little snug, little snug dream. Mm-hmm. Tossing and turning, thinking about Scott. Thinking about Scott. And decides like, I can't lay down. I have to go find my necklace. I have to go do some research like you do in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, can't sleep. Been there. She gets and she's in her PJs and she goes down to her car to see if she can find the necklace in the car because she noticed it's missing from the book. Mm -hmm. And then Kate and her father come in. Oh, no. So super secret spy Allie A. Decides to like, like crouch down just a little in her car. No, 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 no. So secret. So secret. Well, in front of all of, these windows. So secret enough that Chris doesn't seem to see her, but Kate sure does. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris just may be really bad at this job. Yeah, either that or he's just ignoring it. He's just trying, hoping so hard it's just not real. Yeah, that's true. But Kate is like dealing with this like weird little thing and then she sets it down. As a little treat for Allison from a well. Here, have this, and then just leaves. What do we want to call that? It's like a flashbang, or like, what do we want to yeah, call this? It's like a flashbang arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's a flashbang. It's at least a flash. Because, like, I was trying to figure out in my notes what to call that thing, because it comes up later. Mm-hmm. Because Kate wants to teach Allison about the family business, and Chris is like, not yet, which obviously means that. Spoiler, later in the episode, Kate's going to be like, this is the family business. Enjoy. Surprise! And Allison naturally goes and picks up this weapon that Kate has purposefully left behind for her to find so that her curiosity is sparked and she starts investigating on her own. But I was like, what do I call this? It's like an arrowhead. Is it like a grenade? But it doesn't like explode. It like, it like pops and like. Yeah. flashes it doesn't definitely a flash but it does set on fire a little bit later yeah so like 
I kept calling it a flashbang because like I didn't know what else to call it. I was like a little grenade. I think it is. It might actually be a flashbang, but they just don't do the bang. because <laughs> it's yeah. too- like, what are you? Anyway, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. It's bad. It's not something that teenagers or anyone should be playing with because no, danger. Danger, 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 Will Robinson, <laughs> danger. But I love as Allison exits the car to like examine this like weird arrowhead that Kate has set has set down. Kate's just like watching from the garage door. I know, like, I know. Mm. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> I hate her so much. I mean, that's the point. You're supposed to. My little chaotic evil. I know. You're supposed to. Yeah, that's kind of the, the whole point. That's the whole point of her. And from one bad, bad, bad to a milder bad, bad. Jackson is just like we flipped in the scene and Jackson is just like drifting in his Porsche. Just like doing donuts in a parking lot for absolutely no reason. In a Porsche. Sir. Yeah. Sir. Like why? Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. What are you doing? And so they like they kind of cut back and forth a little bit between like this scene with Jackson in the car and then Allison and Lydia in the woods. Mm-hmm. Our our couples? Our couples? couples? Love them. Love this for them. So, like, Lydia is very clearly not dressed for hiking. Mm -mm. But Allison has decided to drag her out in the woods anyway because she's curious and wants just a little revenge. Mm -hmm. So we get, like, a little, like, Jackson, Lydia, Allison, Scott square of of revenge. A blob. A blob. (laughs) Because Allison knows that Lydia got Scott in the coach's office and made out with him and she's pretty mad about that so she wants to ask Jackson to the winter formal but Lydia's not feeling feelings about that you guys you're in high school it's too early for this kind of stuff it's too early for the blob guys it's like, too early it's, you guys need to just none of you are interesting enough for this yet you are 17 you haven't formed your frontal lobe to need this fucking chill it's jello you're fine you're all jello you're you all don't jello. have enough personality yet to be this interesting you're gonna find so many more people Anyway. And even if that's just all each other in like five years. Yes, just let let the personality come first. Speaking of personality, what is it with Chris Argent menacing people over their cars? It's just a thing that he does. He just really enjoys... Is that his kink? I, I, cars? I don't know. Like specifically sexually menacing people over their cars. A little like bit. Young like sexually men. intimidating young men. <laughs> over beautiful sports cars like i just yeah it's it's a very specific thing that he's been doing because arjun shows up while so jackson's car breaks down in this like warehouse parking lot and then magically arjun shows up and instead of washing his window for him like he did for Derek, he comes and is like let me fix your car for you son and all he's doing is trying to check out the claw marks in Jackson's neck by like leaning all the way over him and like breathing on his neck. Like, Jesus, sir, buy him a drink first. But my God. Speaking of people who should be buying Jackson drinks, the Jeep then busts into the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott and Styles are just in the Jeep to the rescue. To the rescue. Scott trying to talk to him and Styles' line. Yet again, you're way too pretty to be out here all by yourself. Yeah. And for the first time, Jackson is more afraid of Chris Argent than he is like distasteful or disdainful of Mm -hmm. Scott Stiles. Yeah. So he walks over to the Jeep and Chris opens up the hood and takes out this little like electronic interference machine that he's placed in it. Mm -hmm. And Jackson's car starts again. 
He just, what if his car had like disabled going 60 on the highway? Yeah. And not I doing imagine donuts. it was like remote controlled because like Chris was just right behind him. Oh, he totally was. Yeah. It's yeah. just fucking weird. He's weird. It was a weird moment. It was a weird moment. Weird flex, Chris. Weird flex. Weird flex. But here is after Chris decides to like, oh, the car is fine and then leaves. There is some incredible Scott, Styles and Jackson like in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> because Scott and Jackson are just like yelling and kind of a little bit like at each other. But they all keep hitting the Jeep. And so it's like Styles in the Jeep and then Scott yeah. and Jackson. <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. Just trying to protect his, his baby. Yeah. Well, speaking of protecting, so Scott is trying to like dissuade Jackson from like becoming a werewolf because like it's not all it's not all great. I'm running all the time. Mm-hmm. And Scott busts out with, "I can't protect anyone," mm-hmm. and looks over at Styles. And Styles goes, "Why are you looking at me?" Ouch. His bros. His bestie. His best my bro. Bestie. You're my best friend. I'm best friend. Speaking of best friends, we flash back to our other besties who are in the woods and Allison is just like playing with deadly weapons and Lydia's yeah. like uh um uh, uh and Lydia at this point really does not know anything other than yeah. she's seen a creature she can't explain at the video store at the blockbuster but hasn't really been read into anything yet right and here is Allison with like a sudden expensive bow and arrow like a steel it's a long bow i think a long bow thing and just takes this flashbang out and fires it right into a tree in front of Lydia. And it explodes. Yeah. Surprise! Lydia is a little bit panicking. Just a smidgen. Who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And then Allison hears a, hears a noise in the woods and goes off to investigate. And Lydia is obviously completely scared. It's like, what do I do if it comes to me? And Allison's just like, shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just completely shit. leaving Lydia out to dry. Like, yeah. not cool. Like, Lydia at this point has no survival skills none she's in like heels and a mini skirt or some shit in the little gloves and doesn't know anything yeah and i don't even think allison left her with ammo like just a longbow just hit someone with it (laughs) just like hit it so lydia is just hanging out in the woods and then allison goes on this beautiful solo walk in the autumn woods the big wide shot we'll be talking about that later gorgeous shot gorgeous shot and hears a noise and busts out her taser love Mm -hmm. the use of non-lethal force here and shoots scott no yeah sir no yeah right right in the chest right in the chest she's got great aim but scott no that looked like it hurt that really did and allison immediately is like oh god no i'm sorry and that the two of them have some very sweet interactions as much as it can be sweet when your ex-girlfriend shoots you with a taser (laughs) tases you tases you but allison's like are you following me and Scott's like, well, your dad says that you might run this trail sometimes. And I had this thing that I wanted to give back to you. So here. And Allison's like, so you followed me. Scott's a little bit. A little bit. But Scott pulls out Allison's necklace that she lost earlier in the scene, earlier in the show. Oh, my gosh. How convenient. Scott found it at school. Mm-hmm. And Allison was like, wow, I thought it had been stolen. And Scott's like, nope was definitely lost definitely not stolen what timing that she was just thinking about it 
but there is some incredibly cute Scott and Allison here in the woods and such like a soft little hug. Allison just like dives in and Scott's covered in leaves and just wraps around her. It's like, oh. It really was cute. They're so sweet. They're so cute. Season one, Scott and Allison just like break my heart. (laughs) They're so cute. And then they get fucked over. They really do. But speaking of things that are not cute, zero percent. We move from the beautiful autumn woods to the Stalinsky like kitchen dining room area where Styles proceeds to take a carton of milk out or like a jug out of the refrigerator and drink straight from the jug. Sir, People no. have to not do this. I don't know no. what animals are still out there drinking straight from the jug of anything in the fridge. You have to Stop not it. do this. Get your Stop dirty it. mouth off things that other people use or even if you are the only one using it your bacteria grows on the jug have you never washed your water bottle have you never seen the inside schmutz that gets on the lip pieces of your water bottle it's like that except on all of your food stop you know what everyone listening to this right now who uses a reusable water bottle go wash it you can even keep this playing while you go wash it but for the love of all good things please go wash your water bottle just like even just the top part just like the mouth part unscrew that lid and go wash it with hot water and soap right now. Right now. If you have a dishwasher, throw that bitch in the dishwasher. If you're using a reusable straw, you have got to get one of those pipette cleaner things and wash the inside of the straw with soap. Please. It's so icky. I promise. Has it been, has your water bottle been tasting funny lately? It's because of bacteria. Go wash it. It's growing mold. Like straight you're mold. Talking to two people who are really prolific water bottle users. Emily is a prolific water bottle drinker outer, and I am very bad at washing my water bottles. Trust us. It's sitting right here. It's sitting next to the microphone. You have to do it right now. You can pause us or take us with you. Do it right now. Don't be Stalinsky. Pause. Like PSA. <laughs> so speaking of don't be Stalinsky. So the sheriff is going through these like case records. They're just all over his dining room table. So alone. So alone. And Styles like, oh my god, can I help? And Sheriff's like, no, it's police stuff, but you could pour me a, a finger or two of, of whiskey. He's like an ounce. He's like just the smallest taste. Just, you know, like a finger of whiskey. And his scheming son. His scheming son is like, huh, okay, if I get him drunk, he will let his guard down long enough to let me play with investigate the files. So how do I get my father drunk? By serving him an entire rocks glass of Jack Daniels. And because the sheriff trusts his son, dun dun, and is engrossed in his like little records, he trusts that Styles gave him what he asked for and downed the entire thing at once. I gotta say, you would know the difference between a tumbler of whiskey and a finger. And especially since most people who, like, drink whiskey out of, like, crystal rocks glasses sip whiskey and don't just, like, knock it back like a shot. Yeah. Like, if it had been in a shot glass, like, that's one thing. But it was in a rocks glass. Like, the sheriff should know this. But mm-hmm. we're suspending our disbelief in the little bucket above our heads right now because there's a lot about this scene that doesn't fly with the physics. Mm-hmm. So Styles ports the sheriff an entire rocks class of Jack, and the sheriff downs it all at once. And in my notes, this is, but now the sheriff doesn't seem to notice mm-hmm. and is then immediately smashed. He is immediately slurring his words. He is immediately like doing things. I'm like, I'm like sir, that is not how alcohol works. Yeah. That's not how that works. And he, he I want to say like, he kind of looks like a man who's had a drink before in his life. He does. <gasps> And immediately the sheriff is just straight up admitting that they don't have a picture of Derek. Like the sheriff's department doesn't have a picture of Derek. 
because his wolf eyes always fuck up a photo. It's like someone's shooting laser beams at the camera. And so, like, the police department has a picture, has a, a mugshot of Derek, where lights are basically coming out of his wolf eyes, obscuring the rest of the photo. And that doesn't seem to, like, bother. He's just like, oh, it's a weird interference with the camera. Like, my dude, every time this happens, you don't want to... Literally, I just think it's here in this moment as like a funny, weird thing because there are at least two more pictures, like official government pictures of Derek Hale. He has a driver's license. He has a driver's license with his picture on it. Was he like, were his eyes half open? Was he just like wearing sunglasses? Or, like, or can he make it do it? Is it like a special thing that he can do? I don't know. But Styles picks up Derek's mugshot and is pleased. Yes. It's <sighs> probably also a hot mugshot too. Yeah. So Styles is putting on his detective hat and has his dad is like talking about the people who have been dying from animal attacks and all of these things. Styles is starting to put it together. It's like maybe they all had something to do with the fire, talking about animal attacks or about animal incidents. It's like, well, maybe they're all running from something in the forest. So Styles is starting to put it together. Like what all of the deaths have in common because he knows that there definitely can be additional funny business going on. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so Styles goes to for his father an additional unit of of <laughs> alcohol. A unit. He's just getting his dad wasted. And I'm going to have an eternity in the lowest circle of hell. You know, at least he's self-aware. Yes, he is self-aware. And, you know, Sheriff is now asking all the right questions. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, if Derek wanted to kill his family, why start with the sister who had nothing to do with it? These yeah. are correct questions. And like, what's up with the animal reports being up 70%? Like, he's, you're right. Keep, keep working the case. You're getting you're like, yeah, buddy. You're on the right track. You were on, on the, the right, right track. track. And you can see Styles like wants to read him into the situation. Like yeah. he wants his dad to know what's going on. I think partly to protect him. Mm-hmm. And and to like work with him, be like, this is what's happening. You don't have to go down all these wrong roads. Yeah, because there's somebody really big and important that you're missing, and it's Peter. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not Derek. Don't waste your time here and the resources. Like here's the problem. Yeah, here's the problem. And so we get back. I think it's back from commercial, and there's a shot of the of the sheriff kind of pouring over his records with his wedding ring just like front and center. I know. And it's like, oh gosh. He's like, I miss talking to you and I miss your mom. Like, oh no. Because he likes working with his son. He you likes know, working with Styles because like, Styles is, you know, really smart, smart and good at this. It's like a bonding moment over murder. Yeah. But it works, you know, and they're both detective brained. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's, you know, I miss talking to you. And then he, and then Styles like immediately stands up and is like, I got to go call whatever. And so Styles is walking away. He's like, and I miss your mom. And Styles is like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Because we're taking out our conspiracy pony. We're going for a ride. Conspiracy pony. Curiosity okay. pony. We are right. saddling up. There it is. We are saddling up the curiosity pony. Okay. We are saddling yes. up. Get out your saddles. We're going for a ride. Yeah. I would imagine, imagine. That this is not the first time that Styles has talked to his has seen his father with a tumbler of whiskey in his hand talking about Styles' mom. Oh, surely not. Surely not. And it's now that Styles turns back and puts his hand on the bottle of Jack because he sees the sheriff going down the grief road and knows that that is only going to lead to bad, badly Roy Brown. Yep. Things. Yep. Totally. So I have to believe that this has been an ongoing 
pattern. Yes. For the sheriff. Totally. Trying to raise a kid like Styles. Trying to be the sheriff in town. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's okay. We love you, Sheriff. We're here we love for you. you so much. The Bert Hummel Best Dad Award. <laughs> yes. Goes to the sheriff. It does. Bert Hummel Best Dad Award. Even though he's having a hard day right now. He's, you know, he's working the case. He'll have to share that award at some point, but not right. Not today. Sure. Yeah. Not today. It's all him. So as Styles is talking to Scott, inevitably, Scott's hanging out in his bedroom and there's a knock at the door and Scott's like, no, mom, go away. <laughs> Stop it, mom. Gosh, mom. Because he's 15 and a goober. And on the other side of the door, it's what? 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 Allison. Dun, dun. She's here. She's here. And Scott's like, oh my God, she's here. And so Allison starts to confess to him that like my family's lying to me and something is weird and something is happening. And Scott the whole time is like, uh, 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 your dad tried to kill me. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? What can I say? And then who arrives at the door? But mom. And she is looking fancy. She is. She's all dressed up. All dressed up with those chunky 2011 necklaces. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of those. Sure do. And turns out that Mama McCall is going on a date. She's going yeah, to she dinner is. with some sort of mystery man. When you first watched this back when we were young. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we weren't even that young. No, we were not. Did you have an inkling of who the mystery date was? Or were you just like, oh, Mama McCall's going on a date? I think I did, but only because I wasn't watching it with fresh eyes. Mm, okay. I think I was like, either I was or we were like binging the first season mm, mm-hmm. before season yeah. two came out because we were yeah. we got into it like right around season two, season three. Yeah. So like, I think when you binge the whole thing, you can kind of see where it might be going. Mm-hmm. But if we had watched this live, I would have not even noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder, there's really no telegraphing if you watch it. Because watching it this time, I was like, well, <laughs> obviously it's Peter. But there's no telegraphing, really. Like, there's, you don't know that her mo- his mom's going to go on a date. There's nothing that Peter has said to be like, I'm coming for your family, right? Like, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting, like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really <laughs> well. It's really well done. It's not at all telegraphed. It's mm-hmm. like a very good surprise Mm -hmm. really as i was watching it i was like you mean to tell me that you met a stranger at work who asked you for dinner from like four hours from now and you're going right yeah like (laughs) that seems odd you have the energy to go out to dinner after work after work like what but mama mccall is a better woman than i am yeah (laughs) we all know i need like a two month anything to go out anywhere yeah i'm gonna need you to I'm going to need you to put that on my calendar for next week. Yeah. <laughs> my friends ask me to do things and I'm like, uh, mm, yeah, outside? There's a, there's a Halloween party that I'm invited to in two weeks time. And I'm just like, I know that in two weeks I'm going to want to go to this. I know I am. I'm, I'm going to be so excited. But right now, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, oh, you know, by the time our past Halloween episode airs, I will tell you how the party was. And I'm sure it'll be amazing. And I'm so delightful. Like right this second. I'm like, no plans. I love, you know, I love Halloween. Mostly I like spooky decorations, cats, witches, candy and Halloween movies. And people are always like, oh, do you go to a Halloween party? It's like, no, those have people at them. 
just with the cat. I just want to be like on the couch watching Halloween movies, like maybe with some friends. I don't want to go to a party. Ew. No, no, no. You've misunderstood my entire personality. What's your costume? Inside. Inside. It's inside person, my costume. It's pajama. It's pajama Barbie. It's pajama Barbie, obviously. I I did because I'm on candy duty again this year. Amazing. Which, ugh, because I got to open the door to people. You do. The whole night. It's the worst. Like, no, can't I just enjoy my scary, like... So I put out Halloween decorations, right? Which is just an invitation for people to show up at my house. Uh-huh. It's so dumb. Why do I do this to myself? But I like them. I did buy a cheap ass little Halloween witch hat thingy. Like it has a, like, it's on a little headband. It's like a fascinator, right? Like a Halloween fascinator. Yeah. So that I at least have something. But yeah, it's whenever people realize that I love Halloween, they're like, oh, you must dress up all the time. And no, no, that's not... Now, if magic was a thing, I'd be out there, like, jumping off the roof, practical magical style, and, like, doing midnight margaritas. That's no. that's different. That's different. I'd um, be helping people, like, bury their dead husbands, right? Like, eh, it's fine. If that's what you need. Yeah, I think for me, as I get older, the best thing that I can find on a Halloween night at the door is a small baby that has been dressed up and has additional ears. <laughs> Babies who were dressed up as little teddy bears and have mm-hmm. little teddy bear ears, or perhaps a bunny with little bunny ears. Forest creatures of all kinds are welcome. Okay. I will take gourd babies. Gourd babies. Got it. Not split apart, but like pumpkins. Gourd. Gourd. I was, I had a moment. Miners, not miners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. Yeah. Babies dressed as pumpkins, babies dressed as you know, in Superman muscle costumes, babies, mm-hmm. babies dressed as things. Got it. If you have a small baby between zero and 12 months of age and you want to dress them up in a small, warm costume and bring them to my door, I will give you the candy. Nice. But I very much enjoy babies with like headpieces that have additional ears. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty much the best part of my Halloween is babies dressed as things. I mean, I prefer people bringing me pets, not babies. So like pets dressed as things. Yeah, I like to go to a home with a pet dressed as a thing or like go to an event where pets are dressed as things. Mm -hmm. But usually I'm really focused on my own cats not leaving the house. Mm -hmm. Like I need Mm -hmm. there not to be like dogs in in making things more exciting because then I have to be on like duty. Yes, do that. Pet duty. You know, if I can go to a party where everyone's dogs are like at the park and they're all dressed Mm -hmm. up. Yes. Like, you know. In all manner of oblong-shaped costumes, hot dogs, yes. tacos, mm-hmm. dinosaurs. Subways. Incredible. Subway cars. Amazing. Yep. Unbelievable. So speaking of scary, horrible, horrifying things. Peter Hale. Scott goes downstairs because his mom asks him to answer the door. And Scott hesitates at the door and kind of like flickers his nose a little bit because he recognizes that smell. Ding dong. It's Uncle Peter. Uncle Peter dressed for a date, taking his mom out, doing some unbelievable monologuing. Yeah. And some very mild manner manipulation of a 16 year old boy. Mm-hmm. 14, 15, however old Scott is. I th- probably 16, right? Yeah, 15, 16, something, something. Yeah. Like yeah. He's threatening that he'll turn Melissa to get to Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the good way to get to someone is to be like, I'll kill your mom. <laughs> cool. You okay. Know? We say that's a bad thing, but it is a thing that the bads keep coming back to. They do. Mm-hmm. 
as the sheriff is Styles's big weakness. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Mama McCall is Scott's big weakness. Like he loves Allison and he does all this stuff, but like it's when they threaten his mom mm-hmm. does stuff start to happen. Yep. So he is unhappy. Yep. And he's using the like you, me, and Derek together. We're far more powerful as a group than separate, which is not. I mean, he's not wrong. No, it's just. He's- He's not wrong. Could be nicer about it. It really could. So we finally get the answer to the long-held question from about an hour ago. Where do all of these teenage boys get all of their abdominal muscles? And it's here in this room as Jackson is just lifting weights and getting swole. Yep. Yeah, there's a nice workout space here as he's uh, working out by himself in a dark-ish room. With the stereo blasting. Mm-hmm. And Good for him getting that anger out that he's always holding in. Holding in. and. I had to seriously think about it because, you know, this disembodied voice starts talking about the music. And I'm like, who is that voice? Because you come to find out that it's Derek who's sitting on the bench and is messing with Jackson's music, but it doesn't sound like Derek. And I had like a whole moment about like, who is that? Was that ADR? Like, was that? Yeah, probably. And also, but like, to no one's surprise, Derek Hale is like hanging out in a boy's locker room. Shocker. Absolute shocker. Bruh. It hurts my heart a little bit that he's like, oh, because he's messing with the iPad. He's like, oh, man, I haven't heard this song in forever. And he plays Lose Your Soul. Mm. And I'm just like, ouch. Mm -hmm. Ouch. He's got some feels. Got some feelings. So here we go for all the Hailmore shivers in the house. We get a lot of Derek and Jackson, you know, intense, intense Mm -hmm. stares and glares. And like I was staring at Derek's sideburns. I hated them. Because they're so intense. But it really helped to illustrate the entirety of his Johnny Bravo hair. <laughs> yes. He has such distinct Johnny Bravo hair in season one. And it mm-hmm. drives me bananas. <laughs> I really hate sideburns. So, you know. If you're going to grow sideburns, grow a beard. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, either like, commit or don't. Yeah. But Derek is offering Jackson, you know, everything you want. So you don't have to be afraid when you're one of us. It's essentially an invite to join the pack. And so Jackson follows him out. Now, here's where I have questions. Because Derek leaves the room, Jackson's following him, and Kate is listening in from the other side of the hallway. Yeah. Does Derek not notice? Are they at school? Does Kate have like a tracking thing on Jackson? Is she following him? I don't know how most of this show works. I have so many questions. I have so many questions. But Kate is definitely, definitely, definitely having followed at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I asked, but like, how does Derek not notice that Kate is there if everyone's listening in on heartbeats? Or you think Derek can't smell her? Right. She's been like an abusive person to him for how many decades? And Long like... time. <sighs> Six, five, four, 18 years <laughs> Yeah, like however many years it turns out to be. Is he so distracted that he doesn't notice she's there? Come on. I don't think so. I don't think so. But we're just going to go ahead and put that disbelief above our heads and just let it ride. Yeah. So uh, smash cut to a very nice product placement by Ford. Yes. I love cars and TV shows where it's there's a lot of it in like Bones episodes mm. where they'll do shit like, oh, let me use this GPS system. Oh, why? Well, because if I put in the coordinates, it uh, shows us how to get to where our destination. Like, yes, that is how GPS works. Thank you very beep, much. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's talking to Melissa and Melissa's getting a little nervous because they missed the turn off of the restaurant. And so like she's getting a little like ramped up. But Peter's just cool as a cucumber. He's just like super cool and just hanging out. Like maybe we should pull off and you can map it on your phone because her phone definitely maps. In I'm sure. Seven. Sure 100% it does. 100% it does. That's an expensive internet connection there. Peter gets his like really special I want to bite your face off face mm-hmm. in yep. this car. <laughs> it's like a really special face. Well, it's a you know what he's thinking that I want to bite your face off. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's no hiding what's going on behind those eyes. Absolutely not. He says, I'm going to bite you lots and lots and lots and lots. Nom, 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 nom. Until. (laughs) But just as he's about to, the car lurches. Why does it lurch? Because Styles has crashed into the car with his precious Jeep. Beep, beep. What a bro. Bro. And the whole time, and, you know, but Mama McCall is just like, Styles, what are you doing? And Styles is like, oh, my gosh, I did not see you there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Seeing a parked car. <laughs> On the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And so, well, Mama McCall is just having a lot of feelings with Styles. Peter's like, Scott, no, it was you. Yeah. And just like whispering. He's just talking to Scott via hushed whispers. Menacingly, because he knows he can hear him. He knows he can hear him. And Scott's just like hanging out behind a car. Yeah. Just like squatted out, like creeping around the corner. Like, Scotty, sweet kiddo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are you doing? (sighs) So You know, just some light cock blocking, but also saving your mom's life. It's cool. It's cool. You know, Peter appreciates the effort. I'm going to get you someday, but I appreciate the effort. Okay. All right. Peter's playing the long con. He's playing the long game. Oh, yeah. He, well, he's been in a coma for however many years. He's got time on his hands. He's got time. He's fine. He knows how to wait. He does. Speaking of two people who don't know how to wait. So Derek takes Jackson to the husk of the Hale house. Too many people are up in this house. So many people. <laughs> So many people come and go into this house, and I just hate it. Like, I, I'm surprised the whole thing hasn't broken now. I'm just, I don't I know. understand. And it, yeah. Jackson is, like, really scared, as any reasonable creature would be in this moment. So, so incredibly scared. And the entire time, I'm just thinking, like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Just- and yet, they're super suspicious. And they're super suspicious. Well, Jackson says he's had a he's dreamt about this house. So weird. It's super weird. And the thing that you know, so Derek looks very clearly like taken aback. Like, well, what do you mean? You've been here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks very shocked about it, and it's not for the first time. We're asking questions about. So it seems like Jackson was getting some Peter memories. Which, like, if he's dreaming about this house in this state, he's also getting Derek memories because Derek was the one who clawed him on Mm -hmm. accident. It should be Derek's memories because it was Derek's claws up until just a moment ago. Yes, it was. And, like, you would think that it should have been all Derek's memories, but we're getting some of the Peter stuff in there, too. And it's like, nah, because Derek, I don't think, did Derek ever see the fire? Did we talk about that? I think, did we mention the last episode that Derek wasn't there? No, he wasn't there at the thing, but we don't, I don't know if fandom ever, if canon ever answers the question. Yeah. Hmm. But in any case, I'm so confused. Why are Derek's sleeves going over his little wrists? Because it's cute. (laughs) Sir. Because he's a baby. Because he's a baby. Yeah. Because he's 19. (laughs) 
they really, really. Whatever did. they retcon him too, he's a baby because the script said so. He's a baby because the script said so. Yeah, and so Jackson's like, "Well, what's in here?" And Derek goes, "Everything you want." It's like, "All right." <laughs> I have so many questions, but like, okay. <laughs> so, a hearty congratulations to the Hail More shippers in the room. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> good game, kids. Good game. Good game. Good game. So, I'm a little confused at what happens next cuz Jackson seems convinced that Derek's going to kill him. Yes, totally does. I don't know why. He seems like this whole thing seems to be like, oh, let's turn this kid into a werewolf. And then all of a sudden it's like, no one cares that I don't deserve Like Jackson starts to cry. Like, I don't deserve it. No one cares that you drive an expensive car. Like, why? What is the tone? And like, so we don't really talk about how are wolves turned other than a bite. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I have to believe that according to the script, Derek is planning to kill Jackson. Because Mm -hmm. as a born werewolf, Derek should know that only alphas can turn people. Derek should know this. Probably he does. Now, whether or not he does know this is a different conversation. I assume it showed up in like preschool that they had i don't know i hope so but like you would assume that he knows that so you would assume that derek either took jackson to the house to kill him or took him there to knock him out and wait for peter Mm -hmm. but there's like a whole conversation about like no one's coming no one else is here it's like of course no one's coming nobody likes you yeah and so like i don't really know what the point was here tension drama yeah for sure absolutely but it just you can't think about it too hard. Although we are going to shout out to the Hailmores. No one cares that you have perfect hair. <laughs> I know. What an odd. What an odd. Like, thing so do you, Derek. In a why menacing you so- speech. Yeah. So odd. So do you, Derek. Like, yeah. I mean, not right now. You'll wait, wait till next season. Yeah. Where everyone's hair gets better. But they're both wrong. Not that Jackson doesn't have perfect hair because he does. But that there is someone there for him, which neither of them heard or smelled. Yeah, Derek, you need to really work on your sensory perception. Yes, real, real bad. So who's at the top of the stairs? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Scott McCall. Lurking. Hey! How did he know? Because he is much better at <laughs> at taking care of things. So Scott's coming to Jackson's aid because he's a co-captain mm-hmm. and he leaps down the scares and everyone has their terrible practical effects and they start fighting. But before they can get too far, everything starts to explode. Yeah. There's just open fire on the house from yeah. all angles, directions, etc. It is open season with bullets. Fires, flashbangs. Ah, ah, ah. Scott gets hit with a wolf's bane bullet. Scotty, no! (laughs) Scotty, no. This is the second time this episode he's been shot. I am not okay. Hey, he put himself into this situation this time. He did, and still doesn't deserve to get shot for it. He runs out of the house, coughing up black blood and leaking purple smoke. It's never a good sign. Leaving behind Jackson and Derek. Indeed. And for no reason, we get, like, we flash to Allison's phone, who gets a suspicious, scary text from Aunt Kate. We need mm-hmm. to talk. Yeah, where's her self-preservation? Because, like, no one likes a we-need-to-talk text. No one. Absolutely not. So Scott 
you know, we flash back to the woods and Scott's just like falling down on the grass, very much like the first time he got shot this episode, except it was not at all cute in any way. But it looks like someone has found him and is, it has picked him up. So odd that someone mm-hmm. would come to the middle of the woods and pick up a teenage boy who's been shot. Mm-hmm. Huh. And weird. is leaking purple. Leaking purple. So we find Scott on what is, looks like an operating table, you know, with the wound and getting the bullet out and plonk. And who is it? Who's our mystical, magical friend who has come to Scott's rescue? It's our friendly neighborhood veterinarian. Who's probably getting real tired of being accused of being a mass murderer, but you know. For sure. I thought you were rid of it. You thought you were a veterinarian. It's like, I work on cats and dogs. Mostly. 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 <laughs> we do like Deaton. We do. He's real odd. And I like him a lot. Yeah. He gets better like the more screen time he gets because Seth Gilliam is a great actor. Yes, totally. And so just he helps to really flesh out Dr. Deaton and all mm-hmm. the cool fun stuff that he does yeah he gets more important gets more to do yeah he gets more to do and he becomes like a whole person well yeah eh, more or less he becomes a a decently developed character Mm -hmm. but because if you get a we need to talk text you gotta talk so we close the episode on kate taking allison into some sort of weird wet dungeon yeah, I couldn't tell if this was, like, the basement of their house or, like, somewhere else. Uh, uh, uh. Like, is this a warehouse that she has somewhere or somewhere? I couldn't tell, but it doesn't actually matter. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but I have no idea. But it's family secret time mm-hmm. with probably the most infamous music cue in all of Teen Wolf, the Who Are You Really? Mm-hmm. What is that? Mickey Echo? Mickey Echo? Mickey Echo. Mickey Echo. With a great song. But Allison is like in this weird wet dungeon with this weird wet looking lighting. And then Kate turns on the floodlights and chained to this fence and full of electrodes is a transformed Derek. Mm-hmm. My Shirtless. Shirtless, of course. My poor boy. My poor boys have just gotten so many bad things this episode. Yeah. Just everybody. And Kate is like so pleased with herself. Like, look, a toy. Yeah. And she looks at him and goes, isn't he beautiful? (sighs) And I'm just like, (laughs) ma'am. Step away. Step away. So fucking gross. Gross. Yeah. But we end on, on Derek roaring mm-hmm. at kate and allison just like get away from me everything is monsters ah yeah ah. poor man still caught up with this crazy lady scott got shot twice Derek got kidnapped by his abuser scott or styles wrecked his jeep everybody's having a bad day a really that's really a, bad day it's a bad day <laughs> a i bad mean day. you know at least the jeep got wrecked for a good reason yeah but damn but damn it's not right. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. Yeah, it's a rough episode for people. Yeah, we're ramping up. We are definitely on the road to the end of the of the season, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, three episodes, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, 10, 11, 12. So there's 11 and 12 left. Yeah. This was episode 10. Because mm-hmm. we're getting Kate or Allison introduced into the family business. She will obviously have to decide what side to be on or flip-flop. <laughs> Depending on the season. Flip, flap, flip, 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 flip,
<laughs> you know, we get some more proof that Kate Argent is wackadoodle. We got Derek tied up. Jackson currently nowhere to be found. Styles trying desperately to save everybody who he loves in his life from Peter. <laughs> yes. Peter um, full powered, we think. Yeah. The sheriff is tantalizingly close to cracking a lead in the in all the murders and maybe the hail fire. In a case that means nothing. <laughs> in a case <laughs> that means funny. nothing. Yeah, pretty much. In a case that means absolutely nothing because it's all supernatural and the murders are connected. Like, what are you going to solve? It means nothing. Yeah. And Lydia is starting to wonder, like, something, something. This is the first kind of like, huh, something funny might be happening. And mm -hmm. we have, don't forget, the winter formals in three days. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I do. Get your dance out of here. You're trying to save <laughs> lives. It's much better in Teen Wolf than it is in Glee. Let's be real. Yes, that's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, yes, an excellent episode. Kind of a heavy-handed episode. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening as we race towards the finale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not... None of these are like filler episodes. They're just very like train on a tracks getting to the end. Unless there's only 12 episodes a season. Which like I'm not mad at. Like sometimes I'm really into shows that have like the 22 episodes in a season and you're like, give me the filler, give me the weird, give me these like one offs that don't do anything. And then other times there's shows you're like, actually, if, if you could just not waste my day, that would be super. I love a procedural that's like yeah. two, three episodes a season where like it's just nothing and then it's like plot for the last two episodes. Yeah, like for the X-Files, I absolutely need episodes that don't advance the conspiracy plot but are silly. But are silly. Yeah. But for teen, like this first season of Teen Wolf, I don't need filler. No, I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't need an entire day of lacrosse. Like it'd no. be fun, but it, yeah. I just, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totes my goats. Do we still say that? You just did, so maybe it'll come back. I would rather it didn't, but thank you. So I do believe it is that time. All right, hit us. It's that time of our program where if you are a giffer or have ever loved a giffer or want to someday be loved by a giffer, sometimes they get stuck looking for pieces of art. And as we watch episodes, we are picking out things that you might be looking for. So this is the segment called This Is What This Is the Episode You're Looking For, where we look at things that you might be looking for if you are looking for literally abs this is an ab <laughs> episode really creepy dark horrible to color scenes peter derrick scott jackson if you're looking for anything with peter in a leather jacket this is a good one lots of kate lots of unpopular kate images here so like watching allison from the garage and watching derrick take jackson away the entire very, very soft Scott and Allison in the woods part two, kind of a reprise of the birthday episode. Very, very sweet. If you're looking for anything with that season one scene of Allison and Lydia in the woods, not the season three one, but the season one, one, it's in 110. If you're looking for you're way too pretty to be out here all by yourself, Jackson, Scott and Styles, that is here. If you're looking for the sheriff having a bit of an alcohol problem or anything about table research, that's here. Uncle Peter being adorable. Hail more. This is a huge Hail more episode, or at least yeah. it seems to be from my looking at it. There's a lot of very excellent, like Derek and Jackson staring each other down in both the locker room at the Hail House. 
Dr. Deaton being amazing, his kind of like character intro is the something supernatural. And then, of course, the entire intro of Derek in Kate's little dungeon. So this is a great, mm. this is, hiss. this is a great, like, Derek and Allison scene. There's a lot of stuff that happens here. So, yeah, if you're looking for any of those things or something more, this is the episode you're looking for. Excellent. Get Giffen. We Because somehow. the content. Because this just doesn't die. We just keep going. We just keep taking the same video and making new art with it. I love us. Hey, there's new song lyrics that come out that you put on them. You know? Every it's like every time Taylor Swift comes out with a new new album and then she gets new songs and then it's just okay, so who which of my blurbos am I putting this on? Do you know how many albums have come out since 2011? There's so many new songs. So many new songs that we can put on so many new come things. Come on. Get out there. We got this, y'all. We got this. Excellent. Any wrap-up thoughts before we close the session? Thank you for listening. We love you. And wash your water bottle. <laughs> wash your goddamn water bottle. Don't make us come out there. <laughs> wash your water bottles. Yeah, so thanks for listening. You can find us on the internet at Phantom on the Rocks. You can support the pod at patreon.com slash Phantom on the Rocks. And then just come by and say hi and let us know what you think and your Teen Wolf thoughts and your fandom thoughts and show us your gifts. Tag us in them. We're on the internet. Yeah. As the internet still stands. As the internet still stands. And wash your goddamn water bottle. I don't want to see mold on any of your stuff. I don't want to see it. Oh! You've been listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. For more episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us online at Fandom on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. Subscribers get access to ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into fandom, and more. So until next time, keep your pack close.